Forge 103.9, a new sound. Welcome back to Real Talk. It's your host, Matt Munoz, and it is time for our interview of the week, and I am joined in studio by a favorite, familiar figure, firmly established and currently active in the Central Valley art scene and arts education scene. Please welcome to Real Talk artist Diego Monterrubio. I'm going to give you my oh, applause right there. Thank you. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, yeah. you know, when you were telling me before we went on, there, so this is actually your first official radio interview, audio interview. You've yeah. done some, you've done some TV, but eh, TV. What? What's TV? Exactly. We want, <laughs> want to be here. We want to be here live. Yeah, yeah. You're talking with a brother right here who knows yeah. you well. Now, so you know, how's your day going? Yeah. Things have been good. I've been. Um, I'm um, becoming, working in the studio, working in the classroom, working in the studio. You are an arts educator. You are a professor of art at Bakersfield College. I work at several schools. Oh, um, I picked wow. up a, um, I'm in my ninth year at Bakersfield College. I'm an adjunct professor at Bakersfield College. He's drawing, painting, uh, lecture art history. Um, my classes are full, man. The kids love it. I, I, I teach how I talk, you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm an animated, you know, person on stage and, you know, I just let them have it, you know? That's fantastic. And then, uh, five years ago, I, uh, picked up a job with Kern High School District. And so I'm teaching at a, um, continuation squad shafter. Oh, and that's so, um, great. I liked, um, spreading myself out, you know? Wow. You are, you have a lot. Okay. So I can't wait to get into this interview. Okay. So I, you know, now I've known you over the years, you've been, a presence in the arts community here in town, and I've followed the things you've done. You've you've been active in so many different areas. I love your works. Um, you always represent uh, Latino culture. Uh, we you, you you make us very proud with the way you portray us in your art, and you get involved, and you're always very positive. But I want to talk. I want to go back to your personal history, like. Let's talk about your own personal roots. Where Where are you from? So I'm uh, from Tampico, Tamaulipas, but I'm also from Porterville in Lindsay, California. Oh. You know, so I'm, I feel like I'm always crossing borders all the time. You know? <laughs> you know, my, my father's from Michoacan. My mother's from Tamaulipas. Um, I'm from the Cal. I'm some from. I'm from the San Joaquin Valley. Wow. You know? So when did you When did you come over to uh, to the states? Uh, we're like seven years old. Oh. We're seven years old now. Um, but I got sent back every summer. My grandfather was a painter. He was an illustrator for Coca-Cola. And so, really? uh, yeah, so he found one of my drawings when I was a little kid. And he says, guess Esto, what is it? What are you doing with this? You know? And I said, I'm just playing, you know, he said, well, let's take a look at what you can do. And I guess he saw something in me. And after that, my parents started sending me back and forth to make sure I spent some time with, with my first mentor, my maestro, you know? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. What's your, uh, abuelo's name? Victor Monterrubio. Oh, el, el maestro, Victor. el maestro Victor Monterrubio. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. So, all right. So we've established that. Tamaulipas to Porterville. You know, Porterville is one of those little tiny towns, kind of like McFarland, where I'm from. Yeah. We, that's what, I think that's why we, we I feel like we're, we're you know, we're, we're practically paisan right here. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Central absolutely. Valley. Yeah. And we, we kind of have the same things. You know, our parents coming over here for, for better life and, and the things that they always so encouraging and art being such a yeah. one of one of the most beautiful kind of focal points of our roots. It's right there in the tree. All right. So what was family life like? Um, growing up, it was um, it was somewhat, it was somewhat of a little of a battle there because uh, my my father is a um, my, comes from a migrant family, mm-hmm. you know, so they did the whole migrant trail from, you know, working in from Texas to south to the southwest up and down California, mm-hmm. uh, family of ten. Um, wow. Yeah, ha- you know, half of them, you know, born in Michoacan, the other half born in labor camps all over the all over the southwest, mm-hmm. all over Aslan. Yeah, so that's where they yeah. you know, worked at. 
And so I spent a lot of years working with my, with my father in the fields, you know, uh, picking fruit, driving the tractor, driving the truck. Um, I think my father, my father wanted me to kind of follow in his footsteps, mm-hmm. but you know, but my destino was different. You know, my, my grandfather was a painter. My mother's dress designer, and so there's some arts already in this in my blood. And my grandfather always told me, "Lo tienes en la sangre." It's in my blood, you know. Yeah. And so it was a little battle between my father and I because you know he wanted me to be with him, and yeah. and I, I destiny was pulling me in a different yeah. way. Was yeah. the, so was your grandfather on your uh, mother's or your father's? No, my mother's side. Oh, your mother's yeah. side. Oh, yeah. so okay, so that's all. Hey. This is my grandson, but he's like, but this is my son. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so there's, 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 so it was a little battle there, you know, for for my for myself. And it's, it's interesting. It's like I'm the only one of both families that makes art. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one. Yeah, kind of yeah. sounds like mine too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sure, we're not related somehow. <laughs> we're from the valley. That's how we are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right. So wow. Okay. So your uh, father, family of ten. Same. Same with same with your mom. Did she have a couple no, large family? No, my mother only had. Uh, she only has two other siblings, three sisters in total. Oh, yeah. So all girls. And so how? What is the kind of the the makeup of the siblings in your in your dad's side? Um, there's an architect. There was some construction workers. Uh, just mostly just working people. Work, blue collar. Yeah, all the yeah way. blue collar working people. Wow. Yeah. So you come over here, plant your roots right here in the Central Valley. You start going along your way. Now, growing up, I always like to know, like, the experience from a young immigrant in a new land. You know, you said you came over here and you were seven. Then they put you in public schools. Yeah. Did you know, did you have to learn English when you got here? So think that was the neat part about my, my parents is um, we all kind of were learning the English language at the same time. You know, so my father had already been here a little bit, and my mother picked up some languages, and then I'm now I'm being taught in an, in an English school. So, I'm they're teaching me, I'm teaching them, mm-hmm. you know. And then my sister doesn't come around until four years later, so she came in. We we're already speaking English when she yeah. by the time she came, but uh, it was it was it was interesting growing together the three of us. You know, my mother was 19 when she had me, my father was 24, so very young young people, you know, and and then trying to you know live through the struggle of you know in a different country and stuff. Yeah. Oh let, well, let, let me see. So. How many are in your? How many siblings do you have? I have one sister only. Oh, it's just you just, two. Just two of us. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, she lives in Fresno. So, oh, yeah. Fresno. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So let me ask you about this. So your let me. What are your earliest memories of of arts of the arts? Okay. So visual. <coughs> it could be visual. It could be dance. It could be music. What are some of the things that you when you, when I say, what do you remember from art as a kid? Um. Like I said, my my father, my grandfather was an illustrator for Coca Cola. So that was your first that was it. introduction. That was it. So I got to see his palette, his, his studio space, and like I said, the funny part is like I've been in there looking at things, but never really learning anything until he found one of my drawings, and he says, "You know what? Uh, next week." Uh, you're going to start spending one hour with me in the morning in the studio. Then you can go play with your friends, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, I'm eight, you know, by the time, by that time they're kind of sending us back and forth. And I said, uh, well, I don't want to go in the studio. I want to go play. Right. And then he says, I got to, I got to check something about you real quick. And I was like, all right. So he's teaching me colors. Now I'm, I know that this color is making this color. And I'm, you know, and I'm seeing sculptures and stuff all across the room. So it took about a week. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, I fell in love with art. I didn't want to go play no more. You know, he, really? He, yeah, it was just it happened just like that, like magic, like that. Wow. Uh, so, Coca, I'm really interested because in you know I saw the other day I saw this this documentary called El Susto. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it. I did not. But one of the focuses they talk about is Coca Cola. That the Coca Cola's presence, <coughs> Coca Cola's presence in Mexico. Absolutely. And, and so, I mean, literally, we don't drink pe- we don't drink Pepsi. 
No. Not allowed. <laughs> not, not allowed in our house. Not allowed. Not, not allowed in my house either. So I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he was doing the logos, or just yeah. like any sort of associated murals. It is everywhere. If all you've of ever it. been to Mexico, you already you already know what I'm talking yeah. about. But Mexico has such a. I mean, Coca-Cola has such a presence yeah. in Mexico. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all over the house. And anything that they were giving away, mm-hmm. you know, posters or, or chair chairs and cans and t- t- tables and you name it. And we yeah. had Coca-Cola everywhere. So literally, I mean, we, that's the script. You know, the Coca-Cola lettering was was yeah. all like all over the place. The glass and those glass bottles would yeah. stick around forever. <laughs> they're, they're like a green, like an old green tint. You know, yeah. it's old, old school. Yeah. Wow. So that's amazing. All right. So, was your family encouraging? Well, let me see. Were you second? Was it did, was it always just your grandfather, or at some point did your parents see? There's something going on here. I should probably encourage him because he's not going to stop. Uh, absolutely. Guess what? No, no. I was, I was, it was, it was just you know nighttime. I did on my own. You know, I would draw on my own, and they just kind of thought I'm just a kid playing around. You know, mm-hmm. I make a lot of model cars. You know, which was you know also an art. Disassemble sometimes, repaint them. You know, draw some lowriders on the wall. Draw, draw some rasa on the wall. Yeah. And I mess around with some different kind of lettering. Uh, I got. I won an award when I was nine years old at one of the festivals, and I, I do a it's the, the painter was called. The, it was at a crayon, mm-hmm. and it was called El Mexicano. Some guy with the setup and a big sombrero. I still have this drawing. Really? Well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's like that's probably like the very first award I've ever won. Wow. Know? So, so did, um, were you? Entering a bunch of like contests back then, you know. I, I um, because every school, I mean, every school has those things that you start out. Yeah, in, you know. Yeah. So and we, that's what I want. Kind of has. Those it was in Lindsay as, as one of the one of the at the Orange Blossom Festival in Lindsay, uh-huh. and um, I had won. I think it was I was nine. I won, and then maybe another decade later, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to Portoville College, and I submitted some work, and then I had won again. Yeah. And so now, what what type of art were you being? Um, kind of what was attracting to you where were you into the classics were you into graffiti or you know were you into the latin american art i mean what was your style what were you being attracted to early on early on it was just a mix because i mean you're still kind of discovering what what do you like you know and you can look at you know rembrandt and and michelangelo and da vinci and then you see something on the street like oh man that's pretty dope right there i like that or like i I got stuck making lowrider bikes and 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 Mm -hmm. car shows and all that stuff and all the murals that were encompassing those cars you know yeah that's pretty neat what were the who were the artists that were that you were kind of had an early impact like i really like this particular style um, Picasso's you know the top of the list. You yeah. know, I mean, this guy was breaking boundaries all the time. Everybody's trying to catch up to him because mm-hmm. he was so great. You know, but uh, you have Siqueiros who was you know doing political stuff. You know, and then yeah. you have you know Frida doing classical painting. Then you have you can go you know all all the Europeans mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of like a mixed little bit of everything. And I was trying to still, still trying to find out who I was at the same yeah. time. So was it? Did you kind of have more of? Was, when did your kind of epiphany happen? It seems like art, from based on what you're telling me, is that art came entered your life at a very early age. It's obviously never left because you're, you're still here. Yeah. But at some point, there's got to be. You're gonna have a moment in your life where you're like, "This is it," and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't click with you yet. Like yeah. you don't realize. Oh my gosh, I've been. I'm a real artist yeah. here. But what part did you know this was it? So it happened in, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it happened in 1992. Um, I'm in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I enrolled in Portable College. I finally fight, had this fight with my parents. And I think I want to go to college. Mm-hmm. I can't work with my dad anymore, so I got to go do my own thing. 
And they're like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go find out. And so I enroll in an art class, um, Portable College. And I, and I, this is a good story because this is how it really happened. And so I show up, you know, a class full of, you know, students and everything. And I have this, my little portfolio on, on my, on my desk and this teacher, right? his name is uh, Thomas Howe out of Portable College. Mm-hmm. And he, he's real, you know, walking around like this rooster in the room, you know, teaching the syllabus and everything. And he's talking first day. And he walks up to me and he says, uh, what is that? And I said, oh, it's my portfolio. And he goes, I don't accept portfolios here. And I was like, oh, man, I'm already in trouble. Man, I'm first day of school. I'm already you know, busted. And then uh, he comes back around and he says, open it up. And I open it up and he looks around and he goes, go sit over there in the back of the room. And I was like, all right. So he goes to the back of the room. He tells somebody else, go sit over with him. And then tells the other girl, go sit over with him. He comes back to us and he says, he, I guess he had known the other two. And he says, you know, I know, I already know who you guys will talk about you later. And he goes, you. He says, how long you been doing this? And I said, my grandfather was a painter, so I've been drawing forever. He says, okay, well, I, I really can't teach you anything. He says, you're, you're way too advanced, even for the advanced class. And I says, so um, the only thing I can really teach you is how to um, carry yourself as an artist. And I was like, oh, okay. And I never, no one had ever called me that, you know. And I was like, whoa, this is different talk. You know, and so, uh, and that's when I met my, my grandfather was my first mentor. My second mentor was, was uh, Professor Howe. You recognize that you got it. Yeah. You got it right there. Yeah. So Tom and I became a mentor and student and friend and maybe another father figure right there for several years. Is he and still around? He's, uh, he's still working, man. He's still, still working. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, in, he's in his 80s and he's still doing it. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you can't do anything without those mentors. No. If you don't, and you, if you don't take. You don't step it out of the, your, the familiar surroundings. Yeah. You know, you'll never know. Yeah. So it's. And, you know, he, um, one, of the, one of the super good gifts that he gave me was create a prerogative. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can, you got freedom, Diego. You can make whatever you want, but, but you got to do it. You know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nice, nice. Hey, Forge listeners, this is Matt Munoz inviting you to catch Real Talk Fridays, 10 a.m. to noon here on Forge 103.9, a new sound. Okay, so education. You went to Porterville City College. <coughs> so I went then, to Porterville College, uh, mm-hmm. and then from Porterville College, um, Tom and, a, and another professor, they would um, create these field trips, and one of the field trips was to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now I'm now I'm you know taking us to these museums. You look at the big city and the metropolis, you know. And now I'm really seeing and there's Picasso and there's you know all these you know seeing I'm, the I'm class, seeing the real the deal. I'm seeing the real deal, you know. Not in the books anymore. I'm face to face, you know. And I rest when I realized like, you know, I need to go to a bigger city. I got to get out of Portville. I got to go. And so uh, I get myself into San Jose State. Right? I go to San Jose State. I go to San Jose State for a year and I drop out. Right? I met some people there who would make, they were doing, they were hustling some art somewhere up in South San Francisco and everything. And they said, hey, Diego, you should, uh, you should come join us one of these days for that, for go sell some artwork. And I was like, all right. So I took like four pieces of artwork and I sold all four. Right? month later they invite me again i go do it again i sell like four more paintings another month later i go sell like six paintings this time and that's when they said they go hey what do you do? what do you do what, what do you do all the time and i said well i go to school and then i got a job at you know night job at nighttime go stacking some shelves and then i paint anytime i can paint and they said you need to quit your job you need to quit school and just paint full-time man i said you got some cool stuff here and people keep buying it and i was like that's ah, it's okay i don't know i don't know so then i had to call my parents and I had to tell my mom and my dad, I said, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to drop out of school and I'm going to paint full time. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, are you crazy? What are you talking about? It's so hard for you to get out of this out of this area that um, um, 
what are you going to do? And I was like, you know what? If I don't, if I don't do this now, I feel like I'm going to w- lose this window of opportunity. You know, I, I don't know if it's, it'll, if it'll ever be there again. I go, so if I don't take this risk, then I don't know. And then he said, well, if you're going to do that, then you're on your own. You know, we're, we're going to cut you off. We can't help you no more. And then I said, well, then I'm on my own. I got to do it. And so for the next six years, I was just painting and making making my round, making paying my rent, you know, buying my wine, hanging out, you know, living this bohemian <laughs> bohemian art life. And then, um, which and a then, lot of people don't do that. It's that a, you. You actually were. You took. You went. You jumped into the journey. I did it. I was yeah. like, if I'm gonna, if I need, I needed to find out. Am I really? what people been you know patting my back about and you're an artist you're an artist you know and you know i was you know selling some paintings but it was just enough to pay my bills you know nothing nothing i wasn't balling nothing like that but just Mm -hmm. to get just to get by and then i got a phone call uh from the fresno art museum and they say hey we've been kind of following what you're doing and everything and somebody you know threw your name out there we're looking for an artist in residence here and we think you'd you'd fit this this uh, this bit and at that time they were having this uh, show called those um I think it was Carlos Maestros Grandes, and it was like somebody from Oaxaca, Mexico, um, maybe Guerrero, and um, and they wanted they needed one artist in residence there. And I said, well, they will, you know, submit your work, and we'll see, you know. Okay, so, so I submitted my work to him, and then a week later, they said, hey Diego, we want you to be the artist in residence here, but but you have to live in Fresno. You live you live in San Jose, and I said, I'll move. Like, I'm a migrant worker. I'll go anywhere I gotta go, <laughs> you know. And they said, really? I said, yeah. I go, when do I need to be there? They go in a month, and I said, I'll be there. And so then I called my homie, one of my best friends who lived in Fresno, and I go, hey, dude, I got this uh, artist in residence at the museum. He's like, dude, come live with me. I just got a divorce. Come hang out here. <laughs> He's like, I live down the street from the museum. And I was like, all right, let's go. And so a month later, I'm at the museum, and then I, uh, I taught out of the Fresno Art Museum as, an art, as a resident artist for three years. You know? and wow. then And so at the museum, I'm exposed now to full-blown art life. You know, I'm, I'm helping tour the, tour the museum. Uh, I'm teaching three classes a week. Uh, all the Fresno Unified kids from, from kindergarten all the way to the Fresno State kids. And then um, and towards the end of the, um, towards the, end of the uh, residency, um, I asked, the, I asked the, the director, hey, you mind if I go back to school? I got I to finish my degrees. I think I'm going to go to Fresno State. And they're like, oh, yeah, go do your thing and then just you know, work here in the afternoon. So I said, cool. So I go to Fresno State and then I meet another um, mentor there and his name was um oh, i can't remember his name right now and he's he was he's the ceramic professor there right mm-hmm. and so him and i we start talking right away and then i meet the other painting guys and they say you know we, we already know who you are i don't even know why, why you're even here and i so I, I gotta get a degree and it's my mom my mom wants to get a degree so i gotta finish what i said i was gonna <laughs> yeah. keep i gotta keep my word and so um so as i'm as i'm almost done with my degree my my mentor he said ed his name was ed he says um he goes, so, so what are you going to do after, after you get your degree? And I go, well, I don't know. I'll just keep painting, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, no man, I didn't really have any direction, you know, as, as far as, as an educator. Mm-hmm. You know, as a painter, as an artist, I was already living it up. You know, I, was doing, I was doing good. And he says, you know what? I think you, um, I think you should go get an MFA, go get a master's in fine art, and you should become a professor and come back here. And he says, you, you, have, you can teach. I already know what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, no one had ever talked to me about like that. And I said, I'm going to be looking into that. And so I looked at several MFA programs throughout the country, and I ended up going to the University of Texas. And so I, I got an MFA wow. at the University of Texas. You know, so even when I went to the University of Texas, that was kind of a, a crazy deal because— When did you uh, graduate from there? Excuse me? When did you graduate from— uh, uh, yeah, When did late, your education wrap? Uh, it was crazy because, like I said, uh, finished Portable College in 95, mm-hmm. took, a, took a dipped out to go paint life, whatever, and yeah. then came back and graduated from— Fresno State in 2000 and 
eight or something like uh-huh. that, and then finished up grad school two thousand and eleven. Mm. So it's okay. like a late life. I mean, I, t- I mean, yeah. Most of the time, you you get something and go work. I was working, and then I thought I need to go get these degrees yeah. later and see and what it happens. Probably, it's probably going back to school is easier because I was a reentry yeah. student, and it's just like you're just more mature. Oh. You already know mm. about being more disciplined about. Going to class and yeah. getting everything on. Next thing you know, you're sitting in front of the class. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was it was different. Like not, I'm not in the back no more. I'm not in the back. Yeah, yeah. Not in the back. Wow. Okay. So University of Texas. Yeah. So at the University of Texas, um, I get there, and the very first week I'm there, uh, the director of the program calls and he said, "Hey, Diego, we we got to talk to you. Uh, we just we're looking at some stuff, and uh, uh, you need to come to the office mm-hmm. today." And I was like, oh, man, I'm already busted again. Like, oh, man. And so I, you know, I walk in there and I said, uh, I go, what's going on? And it was him and another, and another person. He says, well, well, yeah, we were looking at your, uh, your records and stuff, and uh, you, didn't, you didn't tell us exactly who you are. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well, you didn't tell us you're a full, full established artist in California. And I said, uh, yeah. He said, well, you didn't, you didn't say that on your application. And I said, well, I, I came as a student. I didn't well, I want to earn my MFA. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I felt like, I, for me, I felt like it was this competition. Like, I don't even know what an MFA is, yeah. you know, but I got, I'm, I'm going to get one, you know. And even that, before I, before I went to Texas that morning, I was having coffee with my mom. And uh, I told mom, I said, hey, I got to, we finished up coffee. And I said, mom, I got to get on the road. I got to get to Texas, you know. I said, but when I come back, mom, I said, I'm going to be a professor. And she says, okay, mijo. He said, will you be careful? We'll wait for you when you come back. That's okay. So when I get over there and they call me in the office, they said, you know, you didn't tell us who you were. I said, um, and he said, I go, yeah. And they said, well, in that case, since you're already an established artist, he goes, you need to start teaching now. And I said, what? And they said, he go, yeah. And I go, well, but I'm a student. They said, you're still going to do your student work. I said, but you need to teach now. Yeah. I go, so we need another professor to teach um, painting and art and art appreciation. And I was like, do I get paid? And they go, yeah, you get paid. And I was like, well, let's do it. And so next thing you know, I'm teaching, you know, art appreciation to 60 students and I'm teaching painting to, to the undergrads, you know, and I'm still a student, uh-huh. you know, I'm still a student. And, um, and it was like full blown, like it's on. I, I'm, already, I'm already a professor teaching while I'm still a student at the at University of Texas. Wow, that's so, that's amazing. See, that's why I'm glad we're finally having this conversation because I feel like you've just, you've always just been an artist that's just been busy but we don't really know. I mean, you you are you're from the Central Valley. However, it's just like all I know is that you're just always busy doing things, and you get a lot of these really great opportunities. And I guess I never thought like, you know, you don't you don't know what a person's story is until you finally just ask them. Now it all makes sense <laughs> because I've seen you had all these great opportunities, and like, oh, I just I just got this, or I just got this, and now I'm teaching at Bakersfield College, and it's just like. You know, unless you, unless I, somebody talks, sits you down to talk, ask you about your personal history and everything like that, you're never going to know. Wow. You have lived quite a life. Yeah. It's been, uh, like I said, I'm, I, amazing. You know, th- th- I mean, let's get to the point where how I got to Kern. Yeah. You know, bring it on. so. Bring um, it on. Yeah. Cause that was right here. Yeah. So when did you arrive in Kern County? Uh, nine years ago. So, um, was it 2014, something mm-hmm. like that? So I come back after Texas, you know, I teach at the, I teach at the university for a little bit. And then I asked to go teach in South Texas. I'm in Brownsville. I'm in McAllen. I'm in Edinburgh. I'm in the Rio Grande Valley, you know, El Valle, you know. And I love that opportunity because I was teaching people who didn't have it, who didn't have the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came back to California because my grandmother had passed. And then I was like, I need to come back to California. I need, I need to come back and help my gente mm-hmm. here, too, you know. And so I come back to California <clears throat> and um, can't find a job, kind of looking around. 
Um, and then uh, I get a phone call from Bakersfield College. Say, hey, mm-hmm. we found out that you're here. You're back in the Valley. You know, we wondered if you'd like to come in for an interview. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd never been to Bakersfield except for get gas one time. That was it. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, could we just kind of zip on through or, yeah. or we go up north. And so uh, I came you to spend more time up north than coming th- down. It's south. really bizarre. Yeah. It's really bizarre because. For some people just go to Fresno or they just go up north and they just bypass Bakersfield the whole uh-huh. way and go to L.A. going down south. So I came down to the, for this interview and uh, we had a good chat, you know, and I showed up with my sports coat, you know, and, uh-huh. and artists, they're dressed in T-shirts and, you know, shorts and, you know, chanclas and whatever. And I was like, this is like a legit interview. I, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get a holiday, mm-hmm. trying to get a job. Yeah. And then I get there and I go, do you, got my, do you guys mind if I take off my coat and roll up my sleeves? And I go, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a, like I'm in a tuxedo. And they said, go ahead and get comfortable. They would get comfortable. And so I get comfortable and we just start talking. And after, you know, halfway through the conversation, like, you know what they go, I think we want to hire you. I think we, I think we need you here at Bakersfield College. And I was like, okay, let's do it, you know. And so I went home and uh, told my mom about it. She was all excited, you know. Now you're gonna, you're staying back in California. Now you're not running around anywhere. And then, um, how was your pops? That was pretty cool about it too. Um, like still, I said, like when are you gonna come back to the fields? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was still working in the yeah. fields. Yeah, my dad worked oh. in the fields like he was seventy-five, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he just. No, you know, that's what they know. Yeah, that's what they know. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I mean, there was but there was a couple of times that early on that I had to drop out of school twice to come help my dad, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, no, I'm the only son, you yeah. know? So if he needs me, I'm going to go. Good and son. so, yeah, yeah. So, and, and we had, it was mutual respect at that yeah. point. You know, I was like, you know, I, I, dro- I could drop my life cause you need me. And guess what? I'm always going to be there when you need yeah. me. And so, uh, yeah. So then I ended up coming to Bakersfield and Bakersfield got, when I, that's when it got real crazy busy. Cause I'm in Bakersfield. I'm still painting my life, doing my painting live, teaching at the college, uh, I get a phone call from Fresno State. They're, hey, we want, we want you to come work over here. And I said, well, I'm already in Bakersfield. And I said, what do you want me to do? I said, well, we'll give you a class, but you got to come over here. So next thing you know, I'm zipping back and forth mm-hmm. from Fresno to Bakersfield. Right? Boom, 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 boom. And then I get a phone call from National University. Hey, man, you want, can you can, can you teach a class for us as well? And where's this class? I go, Porterville. And I was like, okay, I'll do that one too. So, I mean, I'm, li- <laughs> I'm literally spreading myself all the way down the San Joaquin Valley. Uh-huh. And as tired as I was, I knew I was giving back what I was supposed to be doing giving back to my gente from the San Joaquin Valley. My heart's here. My love is here. And I get a lot of love from here. Yeah. You know, and I get invitations all over the place, but there's a, I'm, there, my purpose is here. Yeah. You know, and so now that I've decided to um, make current my permanent home, I bought a home now. I live on the east side of Bakersfield. Nice. You know, I want to be where my gente is at. Um, I won't, I'm, I'm close from the college. Yeah. Um, things are good. Uh, five years ago, I get a phone call from uh, the current high school district, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, you wonder if you'd be interested in teaching uh, high school art. And I said, high school art? Like, I'm not interested in that at all. I go strictly community college and, and university. Limits. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got, well, the limits yeah. are the students. You yeah. know, there's, a, there's a certain discipline, oh, yeah. there's a certain discipline because, I mean, I, my discipline is high when it comes to art. I mean, not because I respect it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we can, well, how we can make things out of it, and it's it's a platform, it's a voice. Yeah, you, you gotta know? earn my class. That's that's yeah, how I felt. Put some value on that's yourself. That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, representation matters. You know, and I'm trying to represent my people, my family, my name, mm-hmm. my neighborhood, my town now, and right then now my county. You know, because right now, on. so now Kern County is my home. You know, so I, I'm excited to be, to be to be part of Current. I, you, know, you and I became really good friends, and yeah. I, met, I met a lot of good people in this town. And I'm feeling the, the love now. You know, I, I mean, so I mean, I said I, when I once I decided to buy my home here, I said this is it. I'm staying right here. I'm going to represent Current County. You know, that's so so cool. All right, so let me let me ask you. Let's talk about this though, because you know, being an artist, I mean, and then teaching art, it's it's two different animals. <coughs> you know, it's two different things. Or maybe to you, it's yeah, it's almost the same thing. You know, but artists are very sensitive mm. about their work <laughs> and their visions, you yeah. know. Uh, 
But then you're also trying to teach, you know, students, you know, maybe the, the fundamentals. But it seems like you've already kind of moved on past from the fundamentals. By the time the students arrive to you, mm-hmm. the fundamentals are already kind of in the past, right? Right, right, right. And then in the direction, I mean, like, if you had the choice, could you, would you rather just be a full-time artist showing your work exhibitions or would you teach? I don't think I can do either or anymore. I got to do both at the yeah. same time. You know, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you grow, you know, you grow as a person. Um, education is very important to me now. Yeah. You know, I tell my, I tell all my students from the high school to Fresno state kids, to, to BC kids that, uh, I'm here to help you be successful, man. You know, yeah. somebody, somebody did it for me mm-hmm. and I, I want to give, I want to teach you guys how to do that. I said, but there's a discipline. I said, you don't, my class is real. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to, my class is an experience and I'm not teaching you out of a book. I'm, I'm, I make it. I'm a real artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it for a living. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what I do and I love it with everything that's in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about one of my favorite things, which is bringing the Chicano experience to canvas. Uh, you're from Porterville. You've shared <coughs> all this amazing, this amazing journey, which I love. Uh, you know, you spent a lot of time around Chicanos and Chicano hotspots, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, that's obvious. You know, how do you choose what you're going to work on and how to make sh- and how do you make sure that you're doing it like right authentically? And like, do you have like a personal test? You know, how do you choose what you're going to work on? So the work has evolved from the very beginning because like we talked about, you know, you're learning about European painters and Mexicano mm-hmm. painters and everything. And so at the beginning, I didn't want to be like, Put in a been a put in a corner like oh he's a Mexican painter he only paints Mexican things because the very the, a lot of my work was very abstract and very figurative in the very beginning they didn't yeah. know they didn't know who was making this art you know they, they thought it was some older man or some person from a different country because I mean they I mean they'd see my name but they didn't they tell they see the art first and they're really large paintings so they they can see it from a distance like oh that doesn't look like anything Mexicano that this guy's making so I did that for a long time and then when I went to grad school. Um, that's when I started writing and learning more about myself and my roots. And I started writing, uh, I, started, I did a body of work called um, Las Imágenes de mi Infancia, the mm-hmm. images of my infancy. And so that's, there's like pictures of like Loteria. And somebody one time in a magazine called it Mexican pop art. It was kind of cool. And then in one of Alarma. those. Alarma. Alarma, no. yeah, yeah. Well, it really was because I was collecting yeah. all these things for years. I'm, I'm, a, hoard, I'm a hoarder. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. an art, I'm an art hoarder. So I, I, I hoard things for later. And so, um, <laughs> and so then in, in, in that body of work, um, there was a a painting that I created, and it was from a, one of those little novelitas that my grandma used to read all the time, mm. right? Those little sapia color yeah. you know, magazine. And I thought, I looked at it, and I mean, this is like crazy love story, you know, all kinds of people. And then I thought, you know, I got my own crazy love story. I mean, let, me, let me write about this. So then I did a body of whole work called Una Novela del Amor Eterno. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, this was a good story because the novela had its offspring. Right. And so I created one painting in the in the in my grad school work. And then I come back to California and my mentor, uh, his name was Richard uh, from Texas. And he says um, he was from New York. Right. And he um, he calls one time and he says, hey, are you still working on that comic, that novella thing? And I said, I go, yeah. He says, um, you know, what? I had, there's a school in, uh, in New York. I think it'd be, that'd be a good spot for you to go to go there. I go, school? I'm already done with school. I, remember, I got my MFA. I go, Phil, and Philip was his name. I go, Philip, I'm already done with that. He said, no, no, no. It's, it's, this is a, this is a, it's more like a residency thing, but I think you'd be good there. They, I guess I send them my stuff all the time. They don't like my stuff. He said, but I think they would like your stuff. 
And I said, um, well, let me look at it. So they sent it to me, and I, and I, look, I look into it, and it's called the Art Student League of New York, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, and I started looking at people that had gone to the Art Student League and taught there. Jackson Pollock went there. Giorgio O'Keefe went there. Andy Warhol went there. And I was like, this guy wants me to go. This guy is crazy. Like, what's, and how did, I mean, but then again, he sees something in me that I didn't mm-hmm. see in myself. And I told, I told Philip, I was like, I go, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send him my stuff, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. He goes, do it. I think, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be a good spot. So I sent him my stuff. Three weeks later, they said, Diego, we love your idea about the novella. We want you to come to New York. We want to give you this residency. You'll be here for seven weeks. You know, we'll give you an apartment. You'll give you a studio. We'll give you a show. You'll be the artist in residency at the Art Student League of New York. And I read it on my laptop, and I read it three times, and then I closed it. And I was like, I didn't believe it, you know, and opened it back up. I responded. I said, you know what? Thank you very much. I accept the op- I accept, I accept the invitation. Let me know what we do. And then they gave me the details. I called my dad. Hey, dad, guess what? You know, um, I got this invitation to go to New York. To New York. And my dad says, uh, oh, it's, it's kind of far in Omeo. Is it kind of like far away? And I go, yeah, dad, it's, it's, it's on the other side of the country. Okay. And then I tell my mom, she's, oh, yeah, the... It's, it's pretty far and then they don't they don't understand that world you know and it's like oh, and it's an invitation i believe it's i'm gonna do it and then um here's what the, here's the story gets a little twisted and so i was dating this um this poet this girl and uh she was a nicaragua real feisty feisty person right <laughs> and i tell her i said um i go hey we got to go out tonight i got to go tell the, the good news about what's happening mm-hmm. with my with my my art thing and so we go to uh, we go out and we're in this nice quiet little restaurant and having a glass of wine and I said, guess what? I've been invited to New York to go paint the novella. I'm going to be there for seven weeks. And she's, she does this really loud, raspy voice in front of this whole rush. She goes, what? She goes, you're not going anywhere. She goes, you're crazy. You want to go mess around in New York, play with your friends and drink? Da, 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 da. Like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, you're not, you don't understand what's happening. This is an opportunity. You know, I you're like, like, listen, I'm Diego Monterrubio, not Diego, <laughs> Diego Rivera. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah go, you got me confused. She goes, she goes, she goes, she goes, you're not going anywhere really loud in the, in the restaurant. Yeah. And I go, you know, you got to keep it down, keep it down. <laughs> so here's where, here's where it gets really, really funny. And so like three or four days later, you know, I'm at her house, wake up in the morning. She's in the kitchen making coffee. And I walk in the kitchen. And I said, I go, hey, guess what? She says, I had a dream last night that you stabbed me three times right here in my ribs. Boom, boom, boom. And she looked at me and she says, what? I go, I had a dream that you stabbed me three times. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she goes, I would never stab you. And then she slams this coffee thing, boom, on the counter. She says, I'll shoot you first. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, whoa, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. This girl's going to kill me. And so I'm left. So three days later, off, off to New York. Right? So, wow. Um, How was that experience? <laughs> New York was really, really amazing because. A Chicano in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I get to New York. Um, they, ha- they have all my materials there ready for me to go they, they gave me a studio they gave me a little studio apartment to sleep in and I just get to work I mean I, like I said I'm a migrant worker so I just start working mm-hmm. boom 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 I'm working like 10 hours a day you know snap, napping inside the studio man. That, I, mean, they, they, I, I felt like I got a job I got to be somewhere and so I'm working 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 and about halfway through the, through the, through the work the director of the program said hey Diego I was, I was in Manhattan last night I was telling some people about your work and I was wondering if um. Can, can they, they have these two art critics? They kind of want to come meet you. Is that okay? And I said, bring it, dude. I'm ready. And I got my fist up and like, you know, I came to mm-hmm. throw chingasos here in New, in New York. I'm, <laughs> I'm from the San Joaquin Valley, you know? Oh, yeah. And so um, we get over there and sure enough, these guys come in all dressed in black, you know, they're all zip, zipped up, you know, real, real, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of pompous kind of guys. And, uh, and the novella is all, it's a comic and it, all these bubbles and, all, and it's all in Spanish, you know? And so I'm translating all the bubbles and everything, right? 
and then uh, and as I'm talking to them and t- explaining the story, my my phone starts vibrating, right? It's, it's I'm, like I'm getting a text message, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so I'm sorry. Excuse me, let me turn this off. And then I'm talking, and it does it again, you know, and it does it again. And I look down, and I I was telling them, I told them the story about the you know the girl was in a stabbing. Yeah. And then they said, um, I said, you know what? I, I got to get this call real quick. And they said, and they go, they go, it's her, right? It's her. I go, it's her. I, I gotta I gotta respond to this. The novella is playing. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real time. Yeah, in real oh, time. It must be part of the show. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that so then I I said, you know what? Let me. I said, they're all, go ahead, go go mm-hmm. go 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 take the message. So I go take the message and then I and I'm over doing that whole text fight you know on my phone da, 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 mm-hmm. and I come back and then and they said they goes everything okay and I go yeah and they were what did she say what did she say so they were already hooked up in the novella too yeah. you know which is good because that means my audience is already getting it you know and that's gonna uh, that's how my artwork is now so from just painting to getting my uh, my audience hooked in my work is where I'm at right now, which is what's happening with this new series with uh, La Fusión de Tres Culturas and the whole Chicano series now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, tell us the share. So, share the so now, when I when I when I created the novela, it, it created a visual narrative now, right? Because it's a love story, mm-hmm. and everybody's had their heart broken, and you get back up and you get going, and and that's what I liked about that about the novela. So that now the, the my current series, um, it's called. La, uh, La Fusión de Tres Culturas. Um, it's literally like this, uh, the story of, of us living in the San Joaquin Valley. Mm-hmm. Because in our, in our beautiful San Joaquin Valley, you know, we have Mexicanos and there's a fusion of Chicanos mm-hmm. and there's a fusion of uh, Mexican-Americans. You know, and we all kind of live in this harmony here, you know. And, you know, some of us, when I, I remember working in the fields, you know, picking fruit. And there'd be this hardcore cholo next to me, and he's my dad's cousin or my, or my, my yeah. dad's neighbor down the street. And, and then there was another guy over here who, who was going to college, and he had to come make some money for college money. And so we were all kind of like living the dream, work, you know, well, whatever you want to call it, work in the fields. And it's not the dream, but we yeah. know we had to do it. And then so those, those, these ideas are stuck in my head for now. So now the, the content of my palette is, 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 for, is where we live, you know. And so the fusion is, is all of us living together, working together. Um, I created some b- bodies of work now where I have a, I have a low rider, then I'll have somebody working in the fields and then I'll have a taquero on the painting, yeah. you know, and I got a, I got a, I got a campesina working over here and there's a night, there's a convertible 67 Apollo in it. And, you know, I like to paint, I like to paint car. I like cars a lot. And so, um, there's, I got, I got a nice fleet line bomb yeah. in one of my cars. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, and then when I, and when I paint that series, well, mostly like probably started with the novella because the novella, I play I play these really sad sad love songs, you know, Spanish love songs, ballads, you know, boleros and everything, and I put I purposely go into a realm of being heartbroken when I paint the novella, you know. I want I mean I cry, I hurt, and I paint, and that was the, and then when when I when I'm done for the day, I turn the music off and boom, I'm back out, you know, like I go into this realm. The new series, I got the Barquets playing. I got oldies going on. <laughs> you know, I throw a couple of, you know, um, Tigres del Norte going on. You yeah. know, so it's it's the music that I heard working so music in the fields. Is, music is a part of it's, your, it's part, your it, process. Yeah, it's part it's part of the it's part of the process. You know, so I'll get up in the morning, make some coffee, and I just put some music on, and I gotta wait for that one beat to hit. Mm-hmm. And once that beat hits, I boom, I look at the canvas, and I turn, I just put the I put the coffee down, and then boom, it's on. And I'll I'll paint like six seven hours straight. You know that playlist just keeps going on and on and on throughout the day, and some of it I'll sit down because the, the slow the tempo's a little slower. But then next thing you know, I'm 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 up dancing with my canvas, you know, where, and all of a sudden the car reappears or the or a couple of cholas that I painted are up here uh-huh. on the canvas and everything, and it, it's real life, you know, it's real life because you can I can already hear the music in the painting, you know, and it's kind of cool like that. Yeah, I can't. This is this is amazing, you know, you know you, like I said, 
you've always been one of the more kind of really pleasant and cool artists that I've been introduced to. Like I've we've crossed paths, but we've always there's always been like you know you do your thing, you're there, you're kind of like now you see me, now you don't. Yeah. But now I understand you are a very busy guy. Yeah, you're yeah. a vi- very busy person. You're yeah. educating people. Yeah. You're doing your work, but you've always been very positive. And oh I, yeah, I can see now. Yeah. You come from very humble beginnings. Yeah. You know, you got your parents. But, you know, your parents, you know, our parents have this in common. I think a lot of uh, Mexican-American uh, families, Mexican immigrant families, you know, their parents, they feel, you know, it's almost like the, all they know in life is to love, support, work, provide. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, dreaming is dreaming is kind of put on the wayside, but it's. It's, it's what they love. Yeah. This, these are the things they love. Like they put themselves aside mm-hmm. to do what they feel like they were put on this earth to do. Yeah. And it's just like I can see how you're you're the dream for them, man. Yeah. You're the dream, I, um, bro. I, no, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, this, them to be able to see all these things. This is a beautiful thing. This, this positive attitude that I have, I get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom my mom is, you know, sugar on the earth you know yeah. she my grandmother my, my grandmother's name was consuelo and she was the same way mm-hmm. you know my grandfather was he was super nice as well but not like their their love is different yeah you know their it love is. they want you to be <laughs> successful i mean they my, <clears throat> my mom make sure my my shirts all ironed up before i went somewhere my pants are ironed up before i went somewhere yeah. you know even now I, I had lunch with her yesterday and so we you know we catch up we talk we laugh you know i call my mom probably three times a day yeah, you know, she, yeah, she's cool. She's fun. We, yeah, we're, we well, became really super good friends. Yeah, well, they they became young parents, so I could see yeah. they're, they're they're gonna be around. Yeah, they're yeah, be around. Yeah, so yeah. that's great that they're they're able. It's a blessing that they're able to see all this because I can see that your story is just. I mean, it's just kind of getting started again. It's it's. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm making current my home. Yeah, you know, Bakersfield, my home now, and and, and I'm I'm gonna love on Kern, and they're gonna love on me, <laughs> and, we're gonna, and we're gonna make a lot of stuff. You yeah. know, I just I connected with the uh, with the the art council, mm-hmm. the current art council, and um, met a lot of so, met a lot of great people with them so far. Um, different councilmen here in town, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been giving me a lot of love as well. Um, you yourself, you know, I mean, we, we become really good friends as well. So I mean, Dolores uh-huh. is a good, yeah, super good Dolores friend of mine. Yeah, Dolores is a great friend of mine. You know, that's a crazy could, story. We got to be able to see if we could have you do something with the Chavez Foundation. So I, I would get love you to. More connected I would with love that, to. So which I will. So watch this. So, this here, so here's a good story about the Chavez Foundation. So when I moved to Bakersfield, I don't know anybody at all, not a single person, right? And I'm already working, but I under my students, but I don't have any friends here yet. And I was like, man, I got to go meet some people. I got to go do something. I was like, you know, I'm gonna volunteer. I'm going to uh-huh. volunteer for the Dolores Huerta Foundation. Uh-huh. That's how I'm going to meet some people. And so they were having this event called um, Salsa and Salsa. You know, it was like, like I said, nine years ago you know, yeah. at, the, at the Padre. And so I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go meet some people over there. So I get over there. And then, and of course, I hadn't met her briefly at Fresno State one time at a movie. You know, she showed up for a movie. And for some odd reason, she sat in the city right next to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you've never met her, man, she's, she's, you're like, oh, man, this is national treasure right here. You know, and she's yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so I was kind of nervous, you know, and then we, we talked for a little bit. Da, 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 da. We took a picture out in the, out in the lobby. Da, 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 da. So backtrack, you know, 10 years later, you know, I walk into the to the Padre and I see, like, oh, man, there she is. There's La Senora. I'm like, man, oh, man, so, how, how neat, you know, because she's, she's, she's fun, right? Yeah. And so I get over there and I, I'll, I'll go, I'll go introduce myself in a little bit. And so I go get myself a cocktail and I turn around and she's standing right there. And she says, and she goes, how are you? And I said, I'm good. I go, how are you? And then I said, I go, she says, she goes, do I know you? And I said, no, well, not really, but we kind of met one time. She goes, you're the painter. 
I go, I am the painter. She goes, I remember talking to you. I go, that was a long time ago. You know, she meets hundreds of thousands of people, yeah. you know, and, and uh, she goes, I am the painter. She goes, yeah, you're the painter. We talked about painting with your, your artwork one time. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from that moment on, it's like we connected, you know, we, yeah. she, she, goes, she goes, give me your number, you know, I'll, I'll, and I'll call you when we go somewhere. And I was like, you know, it's my number. I was like, here, here's, yeah. here's my, here's my social security number, my house number, my phone number. You can have everything. Yeah. And after that, we became really good friends as well. And the next, you know, she's texting me, "Hey Diego, we're gonna have this event. Would you like to come over and hang out? Hey, we're gonna go dancing. You want to come? I'm on my yeah. way." Always such a great supporter always, of the man. arts. Uh, anywhere you can always count on Dolores. All you need to do is just ask her. That's right. And she will be there. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, you got to hear her history. Like she spent a lot of time in New York, uh, the early Fania yeah. years. So she saw everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's a big jazz music fan. Oh, yeah. And so art, you know, it goes hand in hand. She's always been at lots of our shows. I mean, you just, she's a staple. She is definitely a national treasure. We're Absolutely. very blessed to still have her yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but let's say, hey, where can people find out more about your work? Because, I mean, you have a lot, people have a lot to learn about Diego Monterrubio. <laughs> so it's been, it's been really pre-COVID. Like I said, pre-COVID, COVID kind of kind of closing things down. But right before COVID, or right when COVID just started, uh, I got approached by PBS, and so Public uh, Public Broadcasting System uh, they sent out a a young guy who was doing some documentaries. He wanted to do a documentary on me. They were gonna they were gonna play it nationally, and so uh, he came over. We did some filming in my studio. Uh, we did a whole conversation. And so that was kind of the big thing that kind of blew up really fast. And then, so people can find that on YouTube. I, I'll, shoot you, I'll, find, I'll try yeah. to find you a link for that. Um, that's kind of cool. I just shared that. I shared that's, that's, that one we can share like all over the country, which is pretty neat. And then uh, I got a Facebook, I got an Instagram, all that you kind have of a, stuff. You have a personal website though. Uh, I do have a personal website. It's uh, diegomonterubio.weebly.com. If you go to the podcast episode information box, if you, I will make sure to hyperlink um, all his links. Yeah. So I'll find the PBS uh, documentary, yeah. and I will also uh, I'll just put a, a series of docu- uh, of links in there. Click them all. Yeah. Get to know Diego. Yeah. This is a great story. Yeah. No. I, and I, and, I, and I'm like I said. I'm Kearns. Kearns is going to be my home now, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to be. And and I plan on working a lot with the Art Council, the museum, uh, you yourself, and and, yeah. and Dolores and her foundation. Uh, I'll spread myself everywhere I possibly can. If you need something painted, I'll come over to do some painting. I'll yeah. paint your bedroom. Let's hang out. <laughs> well, I mean, see, everybody out there, I know that a lot of law offices in town, they are big supporters of yeah. local art. You need to have a Monterrubio. They should. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You need to have a Monterrubio on, yeah. your, on your wall yeah. and uh, have some commissions. I mean, just like what he said right now. I mean, you know, he's a super busy guy and he's been in the community for a while now. But unless you stop and ask and that was that's why I'm glad, you know, I think it was because I saw that you were. What did you I think that what was it that that made me think I'm, I got to why don't I have I was him? I was highlighted in a magazine the day out of Los Angeles. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was yeah. uh, for. Um, Canvas Rebel, yep, which Canvas which Rebel. which I got, which I had a profile on there done oh, there, you go. done there too. And you know what? I think of you know who who recommended me was uh, Marisa Oropesa. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think between the both of us, we may have because what they do is they say, uh, "Do you recommend anybody?" Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think every single time you had been on my <laughs> on the list oh, of cool. the recommendations. So, yeah. but that you know that's the way it happens. Oh yeah. And if yeah. they're gonna follow up, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, wow, to yeah. hear your story, you obviously have a very 
amazing story to be able to share with everyone. It's very inspiring. It's an immigrant story. It's an American story. It's a Mexican story. It's just a, it's an artist story yeah. of any nationality of yeah. and around the world. It's following those dreams and having, uh, just being in the right place at the right time, yeah. always going for those opportunities yeah, because if you don't say yes, yeah. You'll never know. Never and know. you don't want to beat yourself up for yeah. it. So, like, yeah. had you not gone to New York, if right. you, had, had you bow, bowed down to the violence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had, had I not gone to the Bay Area, you know, yeah, had, exactly. had I not Every gone to New York, little bit. you know, Texas, all of it. You Bakersfield. Know? Yeah. I did a show in yeah. Vietnam one time. I, really? yeah, I got invited to go to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. I, I got an invitation to, for a residency in Argentina, Buenos Aires. I got an, I got an upcoming one to Uruguay. That's going to probably happen next year. And so, uh, yeah, they, I mean, fantastic. people invite me, and I was like, well, I'll go. I'll, I'll bring a sleeping bag. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We got to get you. Are you? Have you ever shown at the Bakersfield Museum of Art? I had a painting uh, just recently there with a group of called the Saturation, small, small, like 10-inch, 12-inch mm -hmm. paintings. But uh, I'm going to work with them because we're going to get some down. We're going to yeah. get something down. They're going to yeah. do They're gonna do a, a very big, um, like a Mexican-American, yeah. a Chicano uh, exhibition next yeah. year. Well, this is the stuff that's in my house right now. Sure that's the one. All right. You hear that? You that's, hear that? That's the one. So, <laughs> yeah. I had, I had somebody actually send me a message of the day, somebody who knows somebody. Um, does it, I don't know if you know the uh, Gronk, the artist over in Los yeah, Angeles. Oh, yeah, so with, Gronk, with Osco. Yeah, yeah. So Gronk and I are really good friends, right? And so, yeah, we're good friends. So. Um, he was talking to me. He's like, I got, I got to talk to Cheech because we need, we need to probably see if we can get one of your paintings over there at the Cheech in, in Riverside. And I was like, let's try it. Let's do that, man. So we'll keep my fingers crossed. Like I said, I mean, the work's strong. I mean, it's got, it's got so much, you know, Chicanismo in it, Mexi yeah. Mexicanismo, you know, salsa, tacos. It's all inside of it, you know, yeah. all kinds of cars in it. It's fun. It's, a, it's like, a, it's a, it's a car show, you know, it's, it's neat, yeah. you know, but, um, they're, and they're, I, I paint really large scale. I mean, four by four, five by five, eight by eight. Yeah. Yeah, what's the what's the largest piece you've ever done? Oh, uh, <laughs> twenty feet, twenty feet. Yeah, I was just you know the other night because I mean these ideas pop in my head all the time. I was like, I need to do a bigger one, and so I mean I got these uh, the panels are like four feet by eight feet, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, if I just throw them all the way across, I'll make a no. Actually, we do I do some big murals with my students in Shafter, and so we get about four panels. That's like a twelve by sixteen, you know. And I I, I expose my kids in Shafter to something they've never seen. Yeah. You do you know, have any public anything public any public art here? You know, I, I do not, but I'm going to work with the art council because they're yeah. they're working on a mural program, and uh, and uh, there's a con I think some of them are going to be on, on the underpasses and everything. Yeah, and you so, get some new art new new artists in there. Yeah, you know, some yeah, more, some yeah, more. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of uh, the same artists, which are all very talented. Yeah. But hey, mix it up. Hey, yeah. like he said, he's a homeowner. He's teaching right here. He's obviously invested himself in this community. I, like this is his home, and this is where he's going to be. So you're gonna yeah. you're obviously gonna see be seeing a lot more of Diego Monterrubio. Um, wow, I mean. We could keep on talking forever, but I know you got you got paintings, you got people to students to teach. So we're going to put all our links in the uh, episode information box on how you can find Diego Monterrubio. But like you said, just look up Diego Monterrubio art. It's a you know it's almost like you'd say it's it might be a common name when you start looking up. You might, but you'll know who I'm talking about. Handsome guy, he's got the mustache, he's smiling. You'll you'll know when you look at him, it's like, oh, this is the artist. He's an artist. Look at the way he's living his life. You know, he's got no shirt on, he's chilling on the beach, he's got his cocktail. I mean, he's he's living it the way he should be, living his life. But hey, thank you so much for being on Real Talk, man. Can I get a si se puede, man? Absolutely. Si se puede, Bakersfield. All right, let's do it. All right, we'll be back. Thank you so much, Diego. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast. If you'd like to catch Real Talk on Terrestrial Radio, you can catch the live broadcast every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon on Forge 103.9 FM in the Kern County area. You can also stream the show and podcast from Forge1039.com. And if that's not convenient enough, you can also follow and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. Technology is amazing. Thanks again. 